0: Talks, nobody talks, nobody talks, shiduchim. This is the
1: Nobody Talks Shadochim Podcast. Nobody talks,
0: nobody talks, nobody talks, Shitoke. This is the Nobody Talks Shadochim
1: Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the Nobody Talks Shaduchim podcast. I am your host, IJ, and I'm here with my compadre, uh, Avery. Avery, what's going on tonight? Mm, not depressed. This is a positive. Okay, wow, that that just uh, that says a lot. Very cryptic of you there. Very cryptic. <laughs> so this is the episode, What Happened to All the Good Guys, episode 48. We have some guests on. This is a two-part episode. And we are going to get to this question that the entire Claudius role, the entire Claudius role, has been focused on. Where are the good guys? What happened to them? We have some really awesome guests joining us and we will introduce them. Today we have Mrs. Neymark, Roselle Neymark who is joining us for the episode. And this is a this is a dexterous, topic, and we are going to decipher it as best as we can and make it as simple as possible and make sure that we also have the right uh, prerogative here, um, where it's clearing up the air for the men, for the women, and all other parties involved. Stay tuned, and we will be back right after this. How many bugs? What is it? Ant? I don't know what it is, but it's a bug. Maybe I have a boss. Uh, By the way, I'm leaving it on recording, so this is in sync, which we're going to do. Okay, I'm calling Mrs. Naimark. Hello? Hi, Mrs. Naimark. You're on with IJ and Avery. How are you?
0: Good. Baruch Hashem. Hi, I... Hi... Avery
1: and IJ. Avery, say hi. You never know. nice talk. to meet you. Uh, nice listen to, to the meet episode you too. With I you hear and IJ. About you. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do you hear about him from? from? I hope not from the girls out there. Not from people uh, in the no, no, 845 no, no, no. area code, that's all. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: I don't divulge the girl's secrets.
1: <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, only the guys. I see how it is.
0: That's it. You got
1: it. <laughs> so it seems that there's this expectancy for men in Shaduchim today, Right. That they are in need to have everything figured out by a very young age, right? Going to learn, going to Davin. On top of that, having a career, not just a job. And that's the the, conge- the conjecture from you know these anecdotal sources, this this community uh, phenomena that's going on. Um, is it, is it real? That's what we're trying to decipher. And we're trying to really get into the topic and break down this notion, you know, and really have people understand it better from different angles. Um, your angle really counts. You came on the show many times. People loved what you said. They were enamored by your train of thought. And we wanted to have you back to discuss this. Um, okay. first, so, so we do want to start off with every guest. Um, what, what are some amazing things you're seeing, uh, from the guys in this generation today?
0: Okay. In general, with guys in this generation, as opposed to guys in the in past generations, I think men yeah. in general, men are men and men have always been men. I think that society has changed and as a result of society changing, the expectations of men are different today than they were yesterday. I mean, God created man a certain way, but I think we're living in a world where feminism is very prevalent, and, um, you know, when women, in a day and age when women have to be men, you know, and men become wimps, sort of, to some degree. So years ago, a man was expected to Play a role that um, the typical male role, and a woman had her role. But today, they're not. They're not. They're not that far apart. Meaning, women can do anything they want, and women's expectations of men are still the same as they were. But on the other hand, you know, the women have changed too. In other words, society has changed, but certain expectations remain from men that rem- that were there years ago, and some of them and we also have a whole different society. Years ago, a man basically went to Yeshiva, he continued to learn, maybe a short wall, and then he was expected to earn a living. Today's man, today, because society is so decadent, most of the men are in, most of the guys are in Yeshiva for a couple of years, they're not thinking about a pranasa in the future, and so, and that's to, that's basically to protect them from the outside world. And as a result, some of them have not taken on responsibilities that they should. And sometimes even after they're married with several children and they have to find a Parnassa, it's not mm. that easy. So a woman, you know, appreciates the fact that she has maybe a bent over. But on the other hand, she'd like him, you know, to snap the fingers and earn a living. It doesn't always work that way. So mm. you have a lot of expectations of men and society hasn't cultivated that in the men of today.
2: You see, Rizal, I've seen a big divide myself, and there is a big expectation onto men. But I've seen a divide within the communities. So when it comes to the modern Orthodox community, it seems that they've become more um, acquainted with the liberal element of the world, which is, you know, a woman makes a you know a nice career. Woman could you know do whatever they want guy makes a nice living, but they're both going to be a part of the household income and they're both going to share their responsibilities. The guy's going to cook, the guy's going to clean, the guy's going to take care of the child just as much as the woman who does. And the yeshivish community has not adapted to that as much as the modern Orthodox community. Is there a reason why? Why is it that people in the yeshivish community sort of feel like, you know, I wouldn't call it the yeshivish community, but maybe like more of like the former Spitz community if that's, it's if that's true the term. and those
0: women are actually saddled with more responsibilities because mm-hmm. everything falls on their shoulders and it's really very hard for some of them to shoulder that burden. Yeah. So there is a problem because when a man expects a woman to look perfect and you know, to cook a, a full course meal every night, to take care of the kids and be the breadwinner, there's only so much a woman can manage. So the expectations mm-hmm. of that woman. I mean it it, it creates havoc in a marriage. When a woman is stressed out and she's tired all the time, those expectations of a woman are not necessarily realistic. Mm. And many girls are looking for that type of husband before they get married, not for a second realizing what they're getting themselves into. So girls, I think, need to be honest with themselves and figure out what lifestyle they can handle. So there are problems in all. There's problems in the modern Orthodox world because you have a more feminist um, you know, woman and basically they don't even need a husband today basically you know they look at a guy sometimes it's just a nuisance but each of the societies has problems because of the way the world has been i mean because of the way the world has taken the turns that the world has taken it's not the same world that was years ago Mm. and the outside world does influence our world to a large large extent and the internet itself is another problem but each society has problems and it's a function of expectations have also changed drastically today and people cannot deliver the expectations that the others seek. In other words, men cannot deliver the expectations the women seek and the expectations of women are not realistic either. Like I said, if if a woman is, is basically a breadwinner because her husband is sitting and learning and she has to look great and she has to cook and take care of the kids. It's only half, so many hours in her Sounds day. Sounds like
1: the ideal wife for Avery over <laughs> here. Well, Mrs. I mean, what Neymar else do you expect? should
0: be spot by the end of the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what else do you Mrs. expect? Mrs. Neymar jumping on that. And, um, I, I, you know, we can get back to... Um... Okay, one second. Avery's going to ask you a question here. Yeah, shut it off. No, shut it off anyway, Yes, yeah. shut it off. Sorry, we have some uh, technical difficulties here. Don't worry it will be uh, it will be taken off. Yeah, good. okay. So as uh, Ms Naymark, as um, Avery was mentioning and jumping in pivoting pivoting off of uh, you know some things you had mentioned as well, I I actually would disagree with what Avery had mentioned earlier and said that the modern Orthodox community is, sort of jiving towards this liberal, or or is already more in the, you know, liberal American uh, um, go-ahead, right, and practice. I would agree with that. But on the other side of it, I would say that it's really crept in on the modern yeshivish girls in the community. There is this um, mindset of, well, we have to be working and we have to be, we have to be uh, above equal, and we must, and, and we must demand certain respects. And we, you and I, had discussed this on the uh, episode thirty-two. Um, with uh, you know, you have to play a little bit of the game. You have to make the let the man feel like the man. But jumping um, back into what we were talking about before, where if if girls do want that, and this is in the defense of the guys here, if the girls do want these responsibilities of working and I must be respected for working and uh, and running the household and I must be respecting, be respected for the household. They have to understand that there is going to be a, um, a, you know, when you have two partners, when you have a husband and a wife, there's going to be one more, one dominant role. And then there's going to be one really maybe uh, more submissive or, or let's say, um, in, in football, they say right side and left side, as a, a strong side and left side as opposed to strong side and weak side. So wh- they have, so if they want that responsibility, guess what? They have to fully take it, and they have to fully own it, meaning they can't, they can't complain, they can't bitch and moan about, oh, well, it's just not right. There, there, there aren't the best guys out there. No, there aren't any good guys out there. Yeah, but this is what you want. This is what you want, ladies, Right. You want, people you have want to this, be so careful you what they realize. wish
0: for in life. Yeah, Absolutely. People must be careful what they they always say. You have to be careful what you wish for. If you ask for something and you get it, you can't complain about it because this is what you asked for. So people really have to think into what kind of life they want to lead. Mm. I think that today we have a society of people who is trying to get married, but they never put any thought or effort into what their marriage will look like. In other words, people are trying to figure out like every possible trait they can possibly get from mm-hmm. their spouse. In other words, every possible uh, you know positive attribute they can find in a husband or a wife, but nobody bothers to figure out down the line what their marriage is going to be like and what it's going to entail to have a good marriage within the life that you chose.
2: Mm. Roselle, what are the attributes of guys who have been in successful healthy marriages, that you say that has carried over for the good guys. I know, I know it's it's hard for um for the for for guys generally to think about like okay we have a career with this but like you know obviously being empathetic being caring you know what are the attributes I like
0: of the I like quote unquote, what yeah. are the attributes that are successful yeah yeah asking well
1: what you've well, well what you've seen. In today's okay, what society, makes a it's different. is what you're asking. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, I can tell you that thank God I have a very wonderful husband. Baruch so Hashem. I can answer that, you know, Baruch Hashem. So I, I heard they ask-
1: don't make him like they used to. That's the problem in Shaddachim uh, I can't
0: say I only <laughs> had one husband, and I hope to only have one. But I can honestly say, um, first of all, it takes a good person, whether you're male or female, it takes a person that's not a selfish person. Okay, because marriage is a team. It's teamwork. That means you have to have his back. He has to have your back. So it has to be a person who's a team player, not a me person who is all about me. Mm. Okay. Second thing I think that that women really need and that makes a good husband is somebody who um, somebody who takes responsibility, a responsible being, somebody who knows what their task in life is. And, know, and does it, meaning, it, you know, my husband is a man that, you know, did earn a living or, you know, and most of the men in my generation did do that. Mm-hmm. Even if they were in Clay Kodesh, they basically were a Machaneh or a principal, but people, for the most part, earned a living. So a man... Has to be a responsible being because at the end of the day if he's not a responsible being now if a woman wants to marry a colo husband and she's okay with that and that's and she knows what she's in for and she's willing to make those sacrifices then they can have a wonderful marriage but I'm finding that in this day and age a lot of girls say they can handle that and when push comes to shove they really can't because they're saddled with too many responsibilities and now they want the man to be responsible but he wasn't trained to do anything. So it's a long haul because even if he goes to school or learns a trade at this point, I think even the Torah says that, you know, parents should teach a child to trade. That is one of the responsibilities of parents.
1: And that's a, that's itself is a big part of the Gullis that we're in, but you know, more, more podcast friendly terms we'll use. (laughs) That that's, that's the issue in and of itself right there. You're saying that, you know, they're going into a marriage and, um, they're finding out, whoa, this is uh he, he he this guy can't take on more responsibility than he should be. You know what? That's the wrong attitude right there. Where was this girl for the past five years or right, ten because years? A lot Where of were people they? They, today, were par- they were in their parent fa- they were in their parents' house. They right. were not being responsible. Living comfortably. Living, living comfortably. Right. right? Not right? like st- sheltered in school. Also on right. top of that, now they're um, you know, they're, they're being, they're, they're being taken care of at work as well, right? They're, they're, they're being around, um, you know, prestigious C-level, meaning more executive supervisor roles, and they're like, oh, hey, that's a guy who seems competent, and that's a, and before you know it, they, re, you know, they don't, they don't have any responsibility themselves, and furthermore, obviously, on that point, that the fact is that um, the Shad themselves um, uh, take out the responsibility here also.
0: When you say take out the responsibility, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, the Shah Hanim take out the ra- responsibility for the girls and for the guys, whoever they're dealing with, right? Because you need to own up to decisions that you're making, so, choices yes, that absolutely. you're making. Yes, absolutely.
0: You know, what happens today, though, is that people don't own up to decisions, meaning people go into a marriage almost like throwing out a paper plate, like it's disposable. Mm. If you go into marriage, you don't like what you see. Yep. So you you call it quits, you get divorced. But what people don't realize is that when people get divorced, unless it's an abusive situation mm-hmm. or the divorce is a must, all you're doing is trading in ten fourths that your present husband has for another ten fourths that your new one. Exactly. Has. 100% Sometimes divorce agree. is actually the only um, the only option, but it's not always mm-hmm. the case. I'm seeing many divorces today that really a function of people not wow. wanting to work things out. Or, you know, I had girls who actually... So I had a girl once tell me, and people do confide in me a lot because I do weddings. I'm in the wedding business. That is really what I do for a living. And so a lot of times people come to me with Sean Bias problems afterwards, even though I'm not a therapist. Mm. And I have people say, this is not what I bargained for. This is not what I thought I'm getting myself into. Mm. But like you said, in life, you make your bed, you have to sleep in it. Mm. And basically, if you ask for something, you owe it to yourself to see it through. So if you're married and especially if you have children, you know, if it's not what you bargained for, well right. that is life. You know, you have to be accountable, as you said.
2: Rosel, I've you know, obviously I've been through a broken engagement now, so I can somewhat understand what people who you know, and obviously divorce I don't really understand, but I've heard of a number of divorces recently and broken engagements. And I think, you know, there's this there's this epidemic of what people want and what guys are, and then people becoming okay with like what this person is. You know, people generally, you know, we're idealists in our world. And I think maybe between social media and between, um, you know, the variety of, you know, maybe their parents put off this image and, and people, you know, have like helicopter parents who drilled into their heads that you know, girls need to look for a certain guy. He must be the most empathetic, the most caring, the mo the best job, the best looking, the best everything. And they drill this into these girls' heads or the other vice versa, that the girl thinks that they're just so great that everybody else comp- pales in comparison, which just, you know, throws the guys off of a cliff. Like, how can we match up to this incredible girl yeah. who thinks she's so great, who thinks she's the father, their brother, she's the best looking. She's the most, she's the hardest worker. A- how does that, how does that work?
0: I call it an inflated sense of self and Mm. some of it is perpetuated by parents because every parent wants the best for their child. And I find there are parents who are really covering up for their kids. Not my parents. There are parents who have a lot of spoiled girls and they cover up for them. They have a sense of entitlement and their princess deserves this, that, the other. But at the end of the day, you can only marry from the available pool which means even if your princess deserves X, Y, and Z, if they're not making men with the traits of X, Y, and Z, you can't marry that person. So you have a choice. You can stay single or take somebody imperfect. You know, I remember I have a 13-year-old grandson who had when he came back from the Siam HaShav, he was very intrigued by what Rabbi Franz said. And he was talking about perfection. And he said that perfection is the enemy of great in the Mm. quest of perfection you don't become great because if you only seek perfection there is no perfection Mm. and it's the same thing he was talking (laughs) reference to like even learning you know you don't have to get everything done start with a little bit but in general you're never going to find the perfect person so when somebody is looking for a perfect spouse there is no such a thing perfect Mm -hmm. means that that spouse is custom made perfect for you but doesn't yep. mean they have to have. But empathy is an important trait that women look for. But, again, there are a lot of traits. You can't, when you're looking for a spouse, whether you're male or whether you're female or you're male, you have to evaluate the sum total of all the parts, meaning, you know, you need a, a lot of things in a marriage. You need a lot of attributes, and you need a little of this, a little of that. You need a sprinkling of various, you know, positive traits. Mm-hmm. It's not like... Um, you know, one trait would suffice, but you're not going to get all the traits. And at the end of the day, a person has to say, what is it that I must have? What Mm. can I absolutely not live with? And what can I live with? And even if a person has chosronos, you can still marry a wonderful spouse with chosronos, chosronos that you can live with. And as I said last time, I call them livable chosronos because we all have them. We have them, our spouses have them, but it's called Tolerance. You have to be able to tolerate it. And when people want everything perfection and they're not willing to tolerate any inadequacies, that's a problem because they're dishing it out too.
2: Mm, I agree. People on the um is it a certain yeshivish mentality, monotonous, or, less, or do you think it's just people in general that are like that? Just I know, think it's from- people
0: in general. I think we're living in a world of tremendous expectations. And it's mm. also a world of instant gratification. For example, okay, if you want to buy a specific item, you know, let's say even a garment, uh, you punch in Amazon. If you want a, a, a certain type of shirt, you punch in an Amazon, it comes up. A
1: mm-hmm. woman
0: wants, you know, a matching um, uh, skirt to a, to, to a uh, top, you punch in Amazon, you get exactly. <laughs> Do not punch in Amazon and get the perfect style. Jeff Bezos, who's the founder of Amazon, uh doesn't have a spousal division and even if he did he himself couldn't stay married. So we have a problem mm-hmm. when people think you can just punch in an order tell the shop what you want and all of a sudden she's going to come up with a guy. If I had, if Amazon had a spouse division, all you would get is a computer <laughs> printout, but you're not getting a live person.
1: <laughs> I love that. By the way, so what what is something that you can message, because again, this episode is is really focused kind of more in the defense of the guys and we'll be doing another episode in, the, in defense of the girls, but what can you, uh, speaking of that, right, going through that f- filter you're saying, the Amazon filter, right? And it's true. You know this this uh, generation we, we have you know we're very used to this array of options, and it's it really drives us in. And obviously we're taking that mindset onto shidduchim itself, right? So what would you recommend to these girls out there in the defense of guys today? I think the first well, thing. What you is have something to look they for. can drop? What is something that you're seeing that they're really focusing on too much? And you're gonna say ladies please calm that down
0: it's not a matter of focusing on on one thing too much they're focusing on getting everything on the list I don't find that anyone tells me oh I need a very empathetic person that's on a scale from a 1 to 10 a 10 or I need a guy who's completely honest on a scale from 1 to 10 I need a 10 what I'm finding is that the list of the attributes that they're looking for in a man is too much that's what as a whole meaning if you get certain things from a man in a marriage you've hit the jackpot meaning if you ha- get a husband that is em- empathetic meaning uh, somebody who could be ep- empathetic towards um you in other words can validate you when you're feeling down who, a person who can control their anger a person who is honest a person who appreciates you a person who has the same values as you you've done well and and when i say the same values Someone who shares the same goals as you, who wants to live the same life as you—you've done well. You cannot sit and nitpick. You cannot sit and nitpick a guy, um, you know, and find every fault and like, oh, you know, this is wrong with him and that's wrong Which with him. Were, you will never find yeah. a perfect man. Men come with inadequacies. Women come with inadequacies. And the and the goal is to close your eyes a little. A- at the end of the day, no matter who you marry, okay. Sometimes when you know the faults that you're dealing with up front that the guy has, you're better off because you at least know, can I live with it or can I not? And if you find a guy that's so perfect that has no chastronis now, you'll only wake up tomorrow to find out that he has more than he told you. That's so true.
2: You know, in defense of the guys, I have a lot of friends and I have, you know, I know a lot of guys who are genuinely good guys and they just have such a hard time just interacting with girls. Is it because there's this, you know, divide as we grow up that we don't really understand how to grow up with, like, you know, girls in our lives. We don't really comprehend how to speak to girls. You know, we just only know how to talk to guys and to talk to other guys. It's like, you know, you see a guy, you want to impress him. You're like your friends with this guy. Oh, you tell him your yeah. career is amazing. You tell him you're amazing at football. So then you see a girl, you're like, okay, I want to do yeah. that too. The and more modern you're growing up. We don't the grow up more, with girls in our yeshivas. The I went to a, it's gonna be, yeah. Yeah, we, I went to an all boys yeshiva, you know?
0: Right, but I think that, I think people don't really know how to date today. You know, in my days when we dated, we enjoyed each other's company. You would shoot the breeze over nothing. And generally, when you have a conversation with anyone, and that doesn't even have to be male, female, with just anyone, you shoot the breeze, you understand what this person is all about. But I'm finding when I set up dates and I get the feedback, many times people are conducting interviews. When a girl is firing 21 questions at a guy, you know what? It doesn't, it, it can't create chemistry because the guy is feeling like he's being interviewed. Yeah. And interviewing someone is not a date. You can't establish a romantic relationship with someone when you're being interviewed.
2: Yeah. yeah. We call that the resume so this rundown. Is a problem.
0: I think if people would shoot the breeze, bring a sense of humor, see if you can like each other as two human beings. Forget having to answer all the questions, having to match up everything on a first, second date. You don't, just like you don't learn Torah on one foot, you don't learn what a person is. By shooting the breeze, I happen to be a makeup artist. A woman sits in my chair for five minutes. I don't ask her a series of questions. Mm. You know, you shoot the breeze about nothing <laughs> and you learn who this person is in front of you. You can figure out, is this a nice person? Is this a caring person? Is this mm. a smart person? If you have to ask people questions, are you smart? Who's going to tell you they're dumb? I mean, you you <laughs> the things that come forth from someone's mouth give you an indication of what that person is thinking. So I think people need to listen more instead of asking questions.
1: I love what you just said, and I think you mentioned work a lot, and uh, this is actually something that you know, we, you and I were mentioning in the prep here. Uh, tell me, is it because there is such a lack of, res- of respect for the employee today, for the worker, that... Puts guys and girls in a in a worse mood, trying to connect after What do you mean by that? Date. There's
0: a disrespect for people who are working. You yeah, say? meaning you
1: know this is this is obviously a, a bit more of a parenthetical topic, but just uh, but really just touching What do you mean
0: for a guy that works or for people working for the whole day today in general?
1: Yeah, so basically for both, meaning you know they're they're. When I'm dating, when I'm dating, I'm getting to see people and what they're doing, how they're doing, and for myself also, right? There, there is a since there is a thing today in the 21st century that we all understand that there are no more blue laws, right? There are certain states that have blue laws that you that businesses can't operate during certain times because they want you to go home to your family. That doesn't exist here, especially I think in the tri-state area, and it's absolutely, you know. Taken, taken over certain uh, work cultures, especially I think in the Jewish professions, and it's it's definitely poisoned in a way how people uh, treat themselves, how people treat others, and I could see that as a leading issue. And there's some studies I've seen on you're, it. You're
0: saying because people work longer hours and they put more emphasis on the work yes. than on the uh, than on concentrating on a relationship, on yeah. building a relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you find that the women do that more or you find that the men do that more?
1: Well, it's I would I will say that it's pretty it's pretty even but the thing I is think the is men that do more. The the men do do more but men are usually able to, you know, they they have vices, right? They're going to they'll they'll chill. And you're finding that the women are
0: complaining that you put too many hours at work when you're dating them? No.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Well, that yeah, I mean that that yes, that could be true but more importantly is it staining the girls for you know going out after work for a good date i've dated i've went out with nurses you're saying that who they are overworked long hours over, and they're exhausted absolutely, afterwards absolutely absolutely yes that's exactly what i'm saying and hmm. it's staining their uh, rapport and their and their vimness Well, a person going has into to a, date. So
0: a job you can always get a career you can always get if you're looking to get a husband then you have to make him your focus i really feel that when you put your job, if you're in a relationship, of course you have a responsibility to your job and you have to be there. You can't, you know, just take days off, but you should focus on your relationship. And if you're focusing more on your job than on your relationship, you will not get married. You may have a job and have a paycheck for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. boy, a husband, because a man doesn't usually like to play second fiddle to your job. I had, a, I had actually a situation where I set up a very high powered professional with a guy who ran a business. And, um, you know, after this a while. name, I please, I'm up. right
1: here, you know.
0: <laughs> the guy got set up. He would come pick her up. She would be a half an hour late, and she made him like a non entity. And at one point, he said, I'm not interested anymore. And she said, Why not? And I told her because her work came way before him. He was always an afterthought, and guys yeah. don't really like being afterthought. Yeah,
1: I love that. So mm. she
0: told me the last guy chased after her, even though. He was an afterthought. I said, well, I'm sorry. This one didn't think it was worth (laughs) chasing because, you know, you can't do that to a guy.
1: Yeah, no, I love that analogy that that story you told right there because I think it's very apropos. The message you're giving
0: someone is that my job is more important than you. And when you tell a guy my job is more important than you, the guy takes a walk and finds a girl who will appreciate him. For every girl that doesn't appreciate him, there will be one that does. This is the
2: name so. mark though, some girls they speak out of both sides of the mouth, meaning like they mm-hmm. want everything, mm-hmm. they want, they want the highest end luxury items. Go to Chanel, get them the nicest things, get them the nicest uh, whatever way you call yeah, it, yeah. beautiful, a ring, beautiful jewelry. Nonsense. But when it comes to the guy making time and effort to go to work and not spend time with them, they say, "Well, you don't spend enough time with me." Well, you don't do right. but you also well, you want all these things. Yeah, yeah, nice. no, it's exactly you what I love, hey, Avery. I that's that, a, that's an amazing have, point.
1: That's an amazing point. Can't have you
0: cake and eat it. Yeah, too. it's, it, there's,
1: you know, that's, is, is that a catch 22? That's I a mean, catch 22 yes. there. I mean, you know, th- th- there's, uh, or it's a juxtaposition. It's a juxtaposition. Like, you can't just say, well, we want to be, uh, it's got to be this kind of world, and, and this kind of, and I'm expecting, mm-hmm. I mean, forget about really deviating a little bit away from that, just uh, the man has to work, and he has to learn, and he has to have a career, by, and he has to be a millionaire. Well, what about you? So Take some responsibility speaking, here, and show on, I think what Avery, Avery just really mm-hmm. was, no, I was pointing out, and Mrs. Network, what you had said was, there's just no more empathy today. Have some empathy, ladies. No,
0: it's, it's more, that, that's it's more really, selfish. You know, it's basically very selfish. my yeah. needs uh-huh. count and your needs don't, meaning I need to live in the lap of luxury, so you need to provide for me. But all of a sudden, when I need you home to take care of the kids, you must be here. So you need to make a million dollars to support my lifestyle, right. but, hey, you know, during these and these hours, you have to be around because I need you, and I don't really care if your boss <laughs> wants the Same thing yeah. Yeah. after your marriage. Well Well, really have help. therapists for that. You really can pay
2: them. Thought. Pay the really therapist 15-hour, an and they'll, they'll yeah, take care of you Yeah, we have
1: uh, Holy Shit, uh, you can pay. <laughs> we have uh, Coach Hannah. Coach if Hannah. anyone wants to call Mrs. Neymar, give her a call. <laughs> plenty,
0: exactly. Plenty of people you can Generally go Generally speaking, things. my best advice is a person has to be honest with themselves and say, what do I need in my life from a husband or what do I need in my life from a wife
1: mm. and be
0: honest. And the things that you ask for, respect the other person for them. You can't have it both ways. If you if you want to stay thin, you can't be eating your cake every day. So it, you can't have it both ways. It. Mm.
1: Avery, does, Avery doesn't good. eat cake, so... No. Uh, and people are not honest
0: case. themselves. This is what we have. A society of people who, ne- who don't think things through. I also think we have a <laughs> society that doesn't really think... I think they, they jump in the lake if everyone else. Yeah. People don't have independent minds anymore. This is another issue. <laughs>
2: what do you mean they don't think? I'm sorry? What do you mean by they don't think? People, they just...
0: in other words, if everyone tells them they need this, they need that. In other words, I don't think people today, a lot of people don't think for themselves. They right. think what how they are programmed to think.
2: Externally, whatever they went through. Whatever they, they hear. Yeah. If,
0: if someone tells them this is important. Then they absorb that. You tell them that's important. Instead of thinking, what works for me? Because marriage is not a one-size-fits-all. One husband does, each husband works for that wife. Each wife works for that husband. And you can't go by other people. So you have to know what works for you. And you have to know what your needs are. And if you don't know who you are and you don't know what your needs are, how can you get married?
2: Mm. I've definitely seen that.
0: But nobody, people don't bother thinking like that. Someone told them, here's a list of things you need to look for. Well, maybe it's important to one person, but it may not be as important to another. There are certain things that are important to everyone, but not every attribute is necessary for everyone. People can live with different types of people, but a person must be honest with themselves, what they can deal with and what they can't. And I think we have, we live in a world where people are not honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. They raise the bar very high for someone else, but not for themselves yes, necessarily. Yes, they yes, don't yes. put, they don't hold themselves accountable to the same standards that they put on to someone else.
1: And Mrs. DiMarco, and uh, you know, in closing, we have a, uh, just a few more, you know, one or two more questions uh, or discussion rather for you. And uh, I wanted to ask you just, um, you know, we we discussed, uh, you know. Uh, the girls and the guys and, and, and just, um, getting just specifically into the parents about this topic. Um, we had a lot of people reach out and say, you know, I feel like there's like, uh, you know, some issues with girls today because a lot of them, uh, did not grow up in a house that had two working parents, right? There wasn't that, that modern day time that they have to like Mm. right now jump into the model and that there's no model for it. Mm. Right. Um, you know do you think that has a lot uh, uh you know of, of reasoning um uh, is that a warranted statement to make
0: i think that in general this generation is a weaker generation meaning they're saddled the girls for sure are saddled with a lot of responsibility and they don't have the coping skills
1: to deal with all of that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, so I would we say weaker ago, in that we sense. More... Weaker in that sense, though. But I do, like, I, I, you know, this is something Avery and I have talked about. And, you know, we our generation is a lot stronger on feelings. Obviously, it shouldn't be, you know, it, it, too much, right? Right? Uh, everything in, in one dose. But the fact that we can be more sensitive to other people is a real benefit. So I will just want to jump in with that. The problem
0: is that because feelings are more accounted for, um, there's no accounting that God created men and women different. And men and women think very, very differently, and the way they handle things is very, very different. So you can't expect, although maybe um, the expectations of men and women has changed, but the basic nature of men and women was... (laughs) It is how God created the world, and mm-hmm. we have to take that into account. You can't turn men into women because they're not cut out to be men, women, no matter what you do. It is the way, that, and this is what people need to understand. That's what women need to understand. I, under, yeah. I understand they have more expectations of men about the feeling part. Yeah, a man can be empathetic, but, but women as a whole um, are probably more empathetic than men. And mm, They are. Just men have a whole different way. Men are just bottom line people, and women look at things very, very differently the way they deal with children. It's just the way it is.
1: Whoa, mm. whoa, well, so well, children, you know, what, one at a time here. A one at a time here. Avery, you so, know, Avery just. Uh, <laughs> I can't go. He, think he's about never even right met now. a child. I I actually, so. honestly,
2: I had a dream last night. I had a child, and then uh, I woke up and I was saddled with debt. But no, I'm joking. <laughs> Thank you.
1: We played the laughter in the back. If you there you go. That. No.
2: Honestly, though, with the community expectations, as a close-up to this, community expectations, you know, fancy weddings, Instagram, look around. Lexus, for the guys, we're keeping this up. We're keeping up this professional persona. Why do the girls think that they shouldn't look for someone just for their money? Meaning they see occupation? That's the first thing. Like yeah, why? Yeah. What? What I, is it I, in them? I don't understand. Why do yeah. the seminaries like or people? That. Yeah. Why do they? Ve- they get occupation. That's it. all these they people think. People do that. Are there girls? You're saying that, that they're
0: vetting a guy because they don't like his occupation, but it's not good enough.
2: Basically, in many cases. And um, in many cases, it feels like to I me. I think
0: in almost all, in fact,
1: in many
2: cases, know? it feels like to me that that is the number one. When they look at you, I feel like they're looking through me. I don't feel like they're looking. They're
1: looking through at me you. as yeah. a person. They're yeah. looking through. And that's me fair, saying, by the way. What Avery, is your potential? Yeah, that, final? that is that's fair to do. I way. think. Of it's course, it's a It's ten meaning, minutes. It's a wrong first date.
0: Meaning, even if a girl that, doesn't right. like a guy's job, she's not willing to even date him. In other words, she 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 vets his job, thinking he's not making enough money to support her lifestyle. She won't even go there is what you're saying. Correct? Yeah, exactly. Right. She might be, right. so, let's say, so doing something. Yeah. Yes, I agree. That's not a way to get a husband because you could get a guy who's making a million dollars a year and treats mm-hmm. you like garbage. So yeah. at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, Avery, okay. Um, there is room for growth. If a guy has a family to support, he mm-hmm. can move up. But exactly. if he's not a mensch, he's not going to become a mensch men, no matter how many millions he makes. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. it goes so both ways. It's the same as guys looking at a girl if she's not a perfect beauty um, they're not willing to date her either. Man, mm-hmm. many, I'm not saying all guys, but there are guys who are just beauty obsessed, and they never bother to think that. Maybe she has no insight. So <laughs> it's not just, I mean, a girl has to be attractive to a guy. I don't expect, you know, a guy to marry someone not attractive, mm-hmm. but just marrying a beauty queen with nothing else. These are externals. Externals mm-hmm. um, are only externals. And people who I, do look for more I do hear that. I do hear that.
1: Yeah, I, I will say, by the way, I am I – am, I know we've we've had arguments in the past on that where you know what you said the guys are looking for beauty queens, um, you know I am caving a little bit on that I I do see an issue I've tried uh, not recently because I'm, I'm I'm on a break myself but I have seen um, through myself setting other people up that, yeah, like, even even someone who, you know, a guy who was learning for a long time just started working. Let's say the, the, the downers,
2: they can't even, they're looking for, yeah, like, top, uh, the, mo- I've had it too. No, well, this they, guy, yeah, yeah it's
1: ridiculous. The, the they have think. such expectation, <laughs> and I mean, I we're we're defending the guys here, but yeah. I, I will, you know, I we'll get into it into another time. But guys who look like Quasimodo, I, am, I am want like models.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're like Quasimodo. You have like hunchback. Your teeth are bucked. Like, come on. No, looks. It's so true. It's so true. I'm, so true. I'm, I'm in the beauty
0: business, so I can't disqualify looks. And I expect, I don't expect ever a guy to marry a woman he doesn't find attractive. Right. But there is attractive, and she doesn't have to be drop dead gorgeous to showcase her to the world. I mean, you can have. You know, a good marriage with an attractive wife that you find attractive, not somebody that has to be someone you show off to the world because she needs an inside, too. You can't marry an external, just
2: yeah. I mean, seriously, like, and guys don't put any effort into their looks. Come on, like, they most guys do generation
0: of men cares about how they look Trust a
2: little bit. We got more. the GQ, I mean, you get the Mockers magazine and you're really into it. Look, you, yeah, hey, cigars. speak to yourself, Avery. Okay, I,
0: I care how so I look. from the yeah. guys. Yeah. The, guy, the girls have made looks much more incumbent and the guys' clothes much more incumbent in this generation than in my generation. In other words, the guy had to look. Of course, everybody married someone they found attractive, but point is that girls have been much more um, into the looks too. So the girls want a lot today. They, they're, not, they're not letting go on anything is what I'm seeing. I don't see them, you know, letting go on anything. So and what they have to really realize, if they want to get married, they have to let go on something. They have to figure out what it is for each one. They're not going to get somebody who checks off a ten in each column. It's not going to happen.
1: Well, I, w- I would acquiesce to some to some of that. I, you know, I, I do, I do, I will still defend the guys here. Um, and we all do know that, you know, a guy does have to ha- be attracted a girl uh, physically. The girl's different. You know, a girl's different. It really is a little bit more emotionally in mm-hmm. there. Um right. but, but you know and I and I will defend that for the guys. The only thing is is that, you know, in the society today that these girls, you know, oh looks do count. What do you mean? What do you mean? It has to be the best guy. He's gotta look Spitz, he's gotta be on the cover of Machers Magazine.
0: Correct. And then you know the what? Most of those ladies like end
1: up with, you know interesting looking guys, all I'll say. I'm not gonna say anything more. It than that. Very I, don't interesting anything. I don't want to inspire it over women, here. they look like Frankenstein.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say one last thing. Years ago, look, everyone no one's marrying someone they don't find attractive, but I think looks has become much higher on the list for women today than that than it ever was and what a guy wears. You know, even in the Torah, it talks about beauty was prized in women. It, you know, it, it says about Sarah, she was your past Torah. But when it talked about looks in men, it was usually not in a—it um, was more of a derogatory manner. When it talked about Yosef and mm-hmm. and the the references, so really, I always, you know, I even someone who's in the—I'm in the beauty business—but I always right. thought that beauty was more incumbent upon women. But in today's generation, I'm seeing that the women have made beauty incumbent upon the men too.
2: So good-looking cool guys finish last. Is what you're saying? Uh,
0: I think that that they're trying yeah, to you know society case. where women are becoming men and the women have expectations of men to be almost the same as a woman. They're not equal. Mm-hmm. Why did not create them with the same way of thinking and the same way of doing things? And it is what it is. Mm. No matter how you look at it.
1: This is Neymar. Thank you so much for being on. Um, we absolutely. Um had a good conversation yeah. and uh, really, really got thank to some good you. things. Great to finally out you. Yes. What well, a pleasure. If, 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 and I,
0: and yeah. um, you should, well, everybody should find what they're looking for. Amen.
1: Amen. amen. All right. Be well. and, and Take uh, care. Be well. Take thank good
0: thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, Mark. You still there? Man, Yeah, right?
2: She's
1: just <laughs> Okay, good. I'm happy we got to, like, uh, some of those things. Oh, and it just died in the right time. Oh, wow. I'm going to figure that out after. Hey guys, it's IJ from the Nobody Talk Shit podcast. I want to take a moment to tell you about Kosher Response. It's helping families each and every day that are in dire need of our continued help and support. Whether it's Shabbos, Yom Tov, or even a weekday meal, we can't do it without you. Food will be distributed by packages to people's homes who are in much dire need. Hundreds of families are helped. So please partner with Kosher Response by doing this mitzvah with them. This Chesed and for all information, you can go to their website, which is donorbox.org forward slash Or you can go to kosherresponse.com. Again, Kosher Response, helping families in need and doing great things. All right, another episode in the books. Episode 48. What happened to all the good guys? Part one. Everyone, there's going to be a part two. We're gonna have other guests on. We're gonna have Ahuva Shandelman. Holy shit! We are going to have Rabbi Josh come back. Uh, a few more people. Uh, to kind of get their perspective and Avery and I will be summing up yes in probably part two maybe even a part three maybe don oh no, a, a big search but to find yeah those we're big gonna guys. be you know giving a summation um I think at the end of next episode or the one after that about um you know kind of pulling everything together and uh and uh you know getting to the crescendo of, of all this mm-hmm. unless
2: we're married then we'll be off the air. yeah then it's
1: then it's then and it's we'll done gone. yeah but yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing anyone are you seeing anyone Avery
2: I'm seeing many people. Oh, but I'm okay. paying for that. Oh, you're right.
1: paying for that? <laughs> uh, but anyway, we all we love all of you and thank you so much for supporting. Hey, still check out our event. Um, if you're interested in coming, um, you know, go to our Instagram. And as I usually end up uh for episode forty eight, happy face, smiley face, silly face, this is the Nobody Talk Sha podcast. Tom is he's, he's recording. Yeah. Is it recording? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Okay, to get us into the uh, vibe here. So I'm just going to call Roselle in a few minutes, but we'll just do... Avery, you hear me? You hear me? Avery, mm-hmm. fans, what's up? Fans. I'm not on my... Fans audience. Yeah, she was cute. I forgot. That, she was a
2: little fun. Oh, you're being recorded
1: right now. That's this is, you know what happens? This is, remember when they, uh, <laughs> Jeff <job>. Bezos stuff. <laughs> Best <Access> of <laughs> Say hi. Hi. Katie. Hi. And Diane. am